Welcome to Herschel, a gaming podcast. My name is SJ. And I'm Alex. We share the last name Herschel, and we are close friends and cousins that like discussing games. Today, we are going to discuss Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and are joined again by Jordan. Let's get right on into it. Herschel. 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 Welcome back, Jordan. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, it is our pleasure. Very, very... It's our honor to have you on. (laughs) Thanks. A privilege, one could say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Um, And listeners, please let us know what you think about Jordan. If you love him and want him on again, uh, let us know. So, um, here's what we're going to do today. I have some questions that I've prepared. I know that Jordan loves the game. Alex does not. And basically, I want to pose these questions to each of you. Get your thoughts on it. We'll kind of go back and forth. You know, Jordan will basically lay down his case for why he thinks that it's that it's a good game, that it's worth your time. And Alex will explain why he does not believe that that's the case. And toward the end, I think we can come to some common ground because there are things that both of you will agree on. Um, And maybe we can help you, the listener, come to a decision on whether you want to put your hard-earned money towards Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So, let's get right into it. Our first question is, Jordan, just in general... Why is Xenoblade 3 a good game as opposed to bad? Well, let me first start off by saying I actually haven't finished the game yet. Yeah, I am in chapter 5, I believe, out of 6. Oh, so so I'm in the last stretch. I'm getting pretty close to finishing it. Mm -hmm. I think I've got maybe like another, I don't know, 20, 30 hours left. I guess uh what do, what do you like about it? Like why why do you keep keep playing it? Right? Cuz if if you didn't think it was a good game, you'd stop, right? Yeah, I would I would stop if I didn't think it was a good game, but it's it's pulled me in. Hmm. And just completely I'm I'm enamored by it. It's hmm. the story is extremely well written. The combat gets better over time Mm. but it's kind of got this it's kind of got this mmo problem right where you start an mmo and you only have a couple of abilities Uh your combat is not very interesting and the more time you put into it the more interesting it gets eventually you start getting like armor sets that modify your abilities Mm. You know, Xenoblade is kind of like that, where it starts off really slow and kind of boring, but as you progress in the game, they start introducing items and what are called gems that alter your stats and abilities. For instance, I've got a subclass called the Archer, which is so far my favorite to play. It's a DPS class, Mm -hmm. so it deals a lot of damage, and... 
I've got this item that allows me to deal 40% more damage if I cancel into the ability. And that's a significant amount based on one of the archer's abilities. It's a really slow... You draw the bow slowly and then let loose a really strong attack. Okay. And then later on in the game, you're able to cancel auto attacks into arts, into other arts, into what are called fusion arts. And fusion arts are two arts that you do together. And you're you're able to customize whatever two arts you want to be able to do together and then you can even cancel that into like your master art or i can't remember what it was called but Mm -hmm. it's it's your big final blow art so eventually when you get far enough in the game there becomes this thing this this kind of flow to the combat Mm -hmm. and it's really satisfying to find items and gems and customize your character to get the most output out of that character okay so what i'm hearing is you love the story you love the characters and the combat it it builds on itself right like over time yeah and it gets really satisfying yeah i haven't talked about the characters but i do really love the characters each of them has a chance to shine in the in the game it's it's kind of like each chapter focuses on one character. For example, I didn't know anything about Senna mm-hmm. until chapter five. And then oh, wow. Chapter five is kind of focusing on Senna and Senna's story. Okay. And it's really sad. Wow. So there's character development that happens over time for each character. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Um. Now, Alex, why do you think Xenoblaze is a is a bad game? So I I want to clarify this really quickly. I don't think Xenoblade is a bad game. I just find it not entertaining for myself at the point that I'm currently at. And I'm looking forward to this conversation because, as you mentioned some of those things, Jordan, there's some things that I'm interested um, in pursuing a little bit more so that I can see those effects come into the game um, and see how my opinion on the game changes as those things happen. Um but as my current opinion stands, um, where I struggle to enjoy the game, um, I think has to do that um, with, with, with how long the game is. It seems I'm still kind of in the beginning sections, um, but I, I checked my game clock last night to make sure that I had the right number, and I've put 12 hours into the game. Um, and I mentioned it on an episode a little bit ago, where I just felt bored a lot of the time. Um, I just felt like there wasn't there wasn't that satisfying level of mm-hmm. sophistication yet. It just hadn't mm-hmm. come to me yet. Um, I was like, man, twelve hours. Um, that's a lot of time that <laughs> I've been still yeah. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Other games like um, I mean, God of War Ragnarok just came out, and that first game, you know, God of War twenty eighteen, that can be completed in twelve hours, and people consider that the best time. So. That's kind of where my mind was. I was like, you know, I could play all these other games in that amount of time. Um, But it also seems like that's the way that this game is structured, where that time needs to be put in for those payoffs that seem to be coming out later on as you go further and further into the game. Um, 
and it's like a heavy initial investment for that payout later yeah is what it sounds like but i just haven't gotten there and i i got discouraged with it and so i've stopped um and I have a couple other issues that I've talked about and we might talk a lot a little bit more, but I think that's what it boils down to for me right now is just the, I'm not engaged enough in how the combat is right now to keep going um, with, with where I'm at. That is totally fair. Understandable. Okay. Um, so Jordan, Alex has, has brought this up before that the gameplay is, it's too slow, boring, repetitive, at least where he's at in the game right now. And, you know, he wanted more involvement in the combat process. He's not a big fan of, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong, but he's not a fan of the, the auto attacks that mm-hmm. you stand no, there right. and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I think what you were looking for in the game is an action RPG. Mm-hmm. And after putting a lot of time into the game, I have realized this is not an action RPG. Mm-hmm. This is a tactical RPG. Mm. So a lot of the satisfaction that you get in the game is actually comes from the menus, the character menus, mm-hmm. you know, doing your skill trees, assigning your arts, which which are the abilities they call them arts in the game mm-hmm. you know uh, equipping your items and trying to get the best you can out of each character mm-hmm. for example they have that combo system where you you break uh topple then you can choose to yeah. either daze mm-hmm. or launch and smash mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can utilize that by giving one character break Mm-hmm. And then giving another character topple, and then having your character have either launch or days, you know, whichever one you want to go for. Mm-hmm. And the AI is smart enough to hold on to those abilities mm-hmm. until you start the combo chain. Mm. Except if you give an AI break, they'll do it. They'll start it when it. They'll starts. start it whenever. Mm-hmm. Whenever it seems like the best time would be usually when you have your art charged to be able to follow up Mm -hmm. Um, i have a question so when you you've obviously put a lot more time into this game than i have and was there ever a point where you were having um similar feelings where you felt like okay i'm still waiting for it to get going or was the combat able to kind of hook you from the beginning and and it just you know, wasn't ever an issue of, oh, should I keep going? You were just fully bought in from the beginning. Where, how did I, that go for you? So the combat was really slow at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I believe you're in chapter two, mm-hmm. kind of the deserty area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> chapter two is a really tough one to get through. <laughs> So that makes me feel good. That makes yeah. me feel okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really long and there's not a lot of story development. I mean, you get a little bit of story from Tyon. Mm-hmm. And Tyon's an interesting character, but he gets more interesting as the game progresses because mm. he, at the beginning of the game, he doesn't really quite fit in Mm-mm. with the rest of the cast. No, he doesn't. The rest of the cast is kind of goofy besides Noah Wait, which and Neo. One's Ty- which one's Tyon? 
Tyon is the one with the origami bird. With the glasses. And the glasses. The glasses and yeah. the scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So Tyon, yeah, you get a little bit of story from Tyon in Chapter 2, but Chapter 2 itself was really hard for me to get through, mm. and I had to push myself through it. The combat was repetitive, and eventually I realized I was just completely ignoring combat, mm. and I was just going straight to the goal. Mm. I wasn't fighting. I, I kind of stopped fighting the the enemies and just started going from goal to goal. Mm-hmm. When and you, I, I'm sorry. Do you not end up being under-leveled when you skip enemies, though? That's when I realized this game does not require you to grind for levels at all. Really? Yes. And then that's when I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Because I realized I can just do quests and side quests for my experience... And I do not need to grind at all. That's a game changer. So <laughs> That's actually a game changer. Wait, so if you were to grind, you would just be a little stronger. Is you'd that be, right? Yeah, you'd be a little overleveled. In fact, in my game right now, I'm about five to ten levels overleveled because I grinded you out a lot of You probably did a lot in Chapter 2 and, and stuff. In Chapter 2, I did a lot of grinding because yeah. I thought it... You know, I I approached it as every other RPG, you know, Shin Megami Tensei, Persona, you kind of have to grind a little bit in right, order to, right. mm-hmm. to get to the levels you need to be able to complete the mission. You do not need to do that in Xenoblade. And this is on the regular normal difficulty? This is on your regular normal difficulty. You do not need to grind. You can just go straight to the waypoint if you want to, and you will not be underleveled. Now, I do recommend doing the occasional side quest mm. because they unlock characters or occasionally they unlock characters that you can add as a seventh member of your team. Mm. And then that seventh member, when you have them on your team, all your other characters start slowly learning the subclass that of have. that seventh character. And then... They, so that and then gives you, can, you additional combat flexibility. Yeah, right? it starts giving you additional combat flexibility because now you can change Senna from like a DPS to a healer. And then you can have three healers on your team, two DPS and two tanks. And it's this flexibility that comes later on that really starts to shine, especially when the, the battles start getting harder. Because mm-hmm. they do. Because I noticed. I listened to your your episode six, and mm-hmm. you said it was really easy. Mm-hmm. It gets harder. <laughs> you Thank do goodness. have to. You do have to start <laughs> looking at your characters and being like, okay, I need th- I need at least two tanks, mm. and for this battle, I'm probably going to need three healers because he's pumping out damage. Mm. So you assign a seventh or uh, your seventh character to be healer, and then you get two healers and two DPS. Mm. Mm. that's very enticing it's very enticing i have been um yeah that, that, that's definitely interesting and that's something that gives me a little bit of a spark that i want to check out and see what it's like because if that's what we're building to that's that's more than enough to like give me a reason um now since chapter two is the way that it is when did you start to notice a change from that to where it started to pick up and 
there was enough available um, that it wasn't as monotonous as it can seem during chapter two. Um, it was. Have you been introduced to fusion arts yet? Um, it's when you hold down the right trigger, and then you can do two arts at the exact yes. same time. Yes. So that was just barely introduced. That was like the last gameplay mechanic that I was given, but I didn't utilize it very much because that it, pretty soon after that I stopped playing because I got fed up. But. Okay, so that's an interesting mechanic because you learn new abilities as you master classes. Hmm. And then you can assign those abilities to your little fusion chart, you know, like your mm. your little fusion ability. And you can use them as like a separate fourth, fifth, or sixth ability. Mm-hmm. Or you can fuse them with one of your current abilities to do both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you can have one ability do extra damage from when you're facing the back of an enemy Mm -hmm. and then you can have a second ability cause bleed bleed damage if you're facing the back of an enemy so you can combo the two of them by fusing Mm. them together and then you can do additional damage from the back and cause bleed Mm. all in one attack Mm. and i imagine that that stuff gets more important as the enemies become more difficult right yes as the enemies become more difficult what you what you use as a fusion ability is going to be more important Mm. okay i think that gives you a lot to think about alex now as a caveat the the game still is even even at hour 50 it is still an auto attack into a cancel attack simulator Mm mm-hmm it, that gameplay mechanic doesn't really change. Mm-hmm. It just gets more interesting as they throw more stuff at you. So really, that's what I mean when I say it turns into a tactical RPG instead mm-hmm. of an actical instead of an action RPG. Hmm. So I want to jump in there, and and that bring that brings us to the the next question, where I wanted to ask Alex, is it? Like, how much of your dislike for the game so far, notwithstanding what Jordan just said, how much of that dislike do you think is from actual issues and flaws with the game versus it may just not be your cup of tea? I think it definitely leans more to just not being um, a game for me personally um i i do i felt like i struggled to say that it was just about me and then i just thought that my thought was that it was poorly designed because i felt like more turn-based rpgs like Mm -hmm. pokemon or older final fantasies or whichever you know turn-based rpg you wanted to plug in i felt like those seemed a little bit more um tactical and like that you could see how you had to strategize it from the beginning because i mean Mm -hmm. up until jordan had just said that um you know the tactical side of the game hadn't really like clicked for me or like been apparent that that was like a major 
focus because where you're at it's still super easy right um but after hearing that and thinking about it more like yeah it makes sense that those dislikes i mean obviously i i think you have to look at public reception this game just got a game of the year nomination um you know and and you've mentioned the only person that you've heard negative comments about the game from has been me (laughs) and yeah how how can we say that that i'm right and everyone else is wrong that would just be arrogant and ignorant um of me to say that so i definitely think it's more on personal taste than flaws in the mechanics even though originally i i was in a high and mighty mood and it did feel like it was just poorly designed but that that probably most likely just can't be the case there's obviously something that works for a lot of people in this game and maybe jordan can speak to this but it it may be a combination of the two probably right like i mean jordan has said that chapter two where you're at is really bland and long and boring so that chapter in particular could probably be improved does that sound accurate oh yeah absolutely chapter two was hard for me to get through and i was debating i was myself was debating dropping it Mm. during chapter two i was like this oh really yeah this is getting kind of boring i mean it started off so strong yeah right like that opening section is so good it's like that really first battle good. in the field so good and then that story part that when the cast actually comes together mm-hmm. that was really good mm-hmm. and then you get dropped into chapter two after that and then it just slows down yeah. and it just becomes such a slog mm-hmm. and you're just okay so what do i do now i just battle enemies and follow the red line is, is it that there feeling. aren't enough events happening like uh-huh. things just aren't going on so you're just repeatedly battling enemies in the wild is that what makes it so bland as opposed to the beginning of the game yeah the beginning of the game feels like it has a lot more structure and okay i feel also like the overworld itself like where you are geographically in the game i feel like chapter two struggles from that a lot because the first area there's lots of trees there's you know little mountain or like rocky areas that you're going through as well mm-hmm. and it just feels a little bit more alive, alive. <laughs> and in the desert it's just like really flat and just big it's just like a big empty area filled with these animals and i just felt like it took forever to get to the next point and so okay. i think that was a big struggle for me in chapter two okay or where i still am i guess um i want to bring us to the next question and so jordan uh, alex has mentioned in the past that the music although good it's really good i want to make sure that that's clear the music is really good (laughs) but and that music by the way i've listened to on repeat while i was at work because the battle music is so good um but it can get repetitive as you enter and exit battles over and over. And maybe this is even more of an issue because Alex is in chapter two, right? That repetition happens probably more often than mm-hmm. it, than it would in other sections and of the game. For me, one of the things that was frustrating was that because the combat was easy, battles would last for, you know, just, just a brief bit of time. So I was just, it was, I wasn't hearing the whole song 
every time I was fighting, I was hearing the first yeah the beginning seconds to a yeah. minute over and over and over and over, and that's why it felt so repetitive. I was like, okay, come on, give me. This is so good, but like even the best songs ever, I don't only want to listen to that. I want other things too, and so that yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. But no, you're good. What do you what do you think about that, Jordan? Well, I've got some good news for you, Alex. The battle music changes. Let's go! <laughs> oh, yes! Over time, yes! the music tracks that play when you battle, it does change. I think the first time I noticed it was in like chapter three, maybe chapter four. And I was like, oh, the music changed. It's not the same <laughs> song. And then I started, I, I had a new jam. <laughs> The new one to jam out to exactly. There you go. And then okay. I also, I also noticed I stopped facing just regular enemies, mm. and I stuck to the blue enemies. You know the ones with the blue border, mm-hmm. and the gold enemies, because mm-hmm. the gold enemies are kind of like mini bosses out in the field. Mm-hmm. And I just started ignoring all the regular ones, all the regular enemies, mm-hmm. because they were just like you said, they're so easy. And the only reason you need to fight them is maybe to farm materials. Yeah. You know, say you've got a gem that you need to craft and you're like, oh, I'm missing Rusty Bolt or whatever. I, I'm i going to Google which enemy drops Rusty Bolt. Go find that Rusty Bolt. And then, and then I'm going to f- complete that gem. And then I don't need to fight that enemy anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it changes. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like chapter two is really bad. Yeah, it just seems like I like, just I just quit too early. And I know that we've talked about this a lot. I was like, twelve hours. There's no way that I quit too early. Twelve hours is a long time, but that that might just be it. It's I might a long have just game. quit just just right before like that turning point where it becomes yeah. Yeah. what I had heard it was. Like it it's literally like watching your the best movie of all time and stopping like twenty minutes in. Like, this is probably just entirely on me. I will say there was a moment in the story that completely hooked me. Mm. After where I'm at currently? A little, a kind of close to where you're at. And it has to do with Uni. Isn't Uni, like, a really beloved character? Yeah, she's, (laughs) she's the one that says... Um, she, you want Noah. the line? Yeah, lines want something a bit meatier, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the one that always wants things to be meatier. But yeah, she has a very interesting event happen to her that causes you to question the entire game. Oh no, I have to play this, Alex. <laughs> oh, oh no, Alex, I have to do it. Oh man. Yeah, I I highly recommend continuing and pushing through it. Even if you find the gameplay is boring, just remember you can stop fighting the animals and you can just do the quest. That changes everything, that right? It does. Because that means you don't have to mindlessly just and I kill like, monsters as you go. I feel like that would help. One of the problems that I have is that, um, we I mentioned this, is that boss fights feel super similar to just fighting normal enemies because it's the same systems. Um, and I was like, it's just more of the same. Like, I feel like it's not enough, but if I'm not fighting those enemies all the time and then boss fights and those stronger enemies in the fields are those moments, like that's going to keep it 
a lot fresher. Yeah. Be like this isn't something that I'm spending hours doing. This is like, okay, this this is a special moment, and it'll feel mm-hmm. more like a boss fight is supposed to feel. Yeah, and I noticed another one of your criticisms from the last episode was that the Ouroboros form mm-hmm. also just felt like auto attacking in abilities. Uh-huh. That changes. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can't say too much. I mean, it's still just the same gameplay loop of auto attacks mm-hmm. and abilities, but there's a. Eventually, they throw a new mechanic at you for Ouroboros forms that make it much more tactical again it's that it's the fact that menus and customization in this game are really important Mm. and you can eventually customize your ouroboros see i don't know what that is but it sounds like it's a good thing (laughs) yeah it's a good thing um i I feel like it Ouroboros is just another gameplay mechanic that's like kind of like in the Pokemon games when your Pokemon has those like special moves where they're like much stronger for a time or something like, like that. Giga like Max Mega Evolution moves. or Gigamax, whatever yeah. you want to do. Um, I feel like that's kind of what an Ouroboros is, but like the way that it works in the story is a lot more interesting and has a lot more um, intrigue behind yeah. it. At least from what I understand currently, it sounds like I'm still at the basics of what the Ouroboruses are and what they can be mm-hmm. but even then i thought um thematically and narratively that it was an interesting concept to have so okay hmm. all right yeah everything gets much better i promise <sighs> okay um well let's see the next one mm-hmm. okay um alex mm-hmm Many people are invested in the game for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. one of which is this is this story. Mm-hmm. You know, you claimed that it was insufficient mm-hmm. to keep you pushing through those that. bland areas. I did say that. Um, any further commentary? Yeah, so now hearing that things get real spicy up in here, um, I, I am interested in going. Now, I, w- I want to say, um, do you have another moment about... Um, characters in here or I'm, I'm just going to talk about the characters anyway yeah no that's um, fine we don't have because one left. one issue that i had was that i was invested in half of the main cast and i wasn't invested in the other half at all um i really like all the girls in the party i think mio senna and yuni even from where i'm at right now like those were the ones where i was like these are the characters i like these are the ones that i think are going to mean something to me when i finish the game um and i was really invested in that whereas in the other ones i was like yeah mm-hmm. like lands is just like it felt very stereotypical like i felt like all of them had their archetype that they were noah was you know the main character just the uh, you know the one that everyone can kind of get along with because he's just kind of pure and good intentioned and then lands is the you know confident want something a bit meatier yeah he wants it <laughs> always um and then tyon was like the the arrogant smart one who was like i'm smarter than everyone you need to listen to me and i was just like okay like i've i've seen this all done before whereas the other characters i was like oh i i really don't know where they're gonna take this person and from what jordan said jordan said uni's got a moment like that in chapter five senna's got a moment in that 
like Senna's already my favorite character in the game so far. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I've really liked her personality and everything. Um, and so the story, yes, in chapter two, it, it was the thing holding me on. And then I eventually let go because there wasn't enough of it in chapter two. But again, it seems like I just stopped just a little bit too early. Yeah. Because it seems like I was nearing the part where it really gets to to what made it a special game. And I just haven't gotten there yet. But I really want to. Especially if it's got that those meaty moments for everyone. Like, I'm, I'm wanting it. So, I want to ask Jordan... Given, you know, you've heard his his criticisms, where he stands on it right now. <laughs> How likely do you think it is that when Alex gets to chapter three or four, wherever you feel like he needs to get to to really get a good feel for the positives of the game? How likely is it that he still won't like it? Do you think, in your opinion? I'd say like. 20%. That's pretty low. Those are good odds. Those are really <laughs> good odds. If you really like Uni, then you'll like her even more going forward. Because oh, no. she has some very interesting character development. Noah's still kind of your typical, you know, standard hero. But he, he has a really special connection with Mio. And Mio is, you know, she's kind of got that whole thing where she's the oldest member of the, mm-hmm. of the the six, mm-hmm. and she's kind of got that time clock. She's nearing the end. She's nearing the end, and for a while, it doesn't really touch base on that, but she starts to gain more character, and as, as she starts nearing. You know, that kind of time of death. So, I think a lot of our listeners may not know what you're referring to. So, Alex, can you explain how that works with the time and the yeah, characters? absolutely. And, Jordan, feel free to step in and correct mm-hmm. me when I'm wrong. Um, but, basically, these characters, um, they're kind of like... They're artificially made. They're just... They're made and bred to fight in, in these wars. Um, and they have, like a, like, a time limit on their life. They call them terms um instead of years but each clone has a specific number of terms is it 10 so they have 10 terms to live and at the end of that um, you know like if they die in battle then they die and that's it but if they reach the end of those 10 years um the community kind of has like a ceremony honoring them and then they die and that's it but each of these characters has a strict time limit on this is when I know I'm going to die, even if I continue to win and fight and survive. Like that end is in sight, and there's no way that I can get past that. Um, and that that was mentioned in the story to the point where I am that Mio is is older and is nearing that end and is trying to kind of make the most of of what she has left. Um, Which one's Mio? Mio's the main girl, so she's got the white hair and cat ears the cat ears oh okay you're right yeah. Hmm. but but yeah so basically she knows that her life's almost done no matter what she does um but they're on this adventure and they're going and it sounds like it gets 
that would provide it gets heavy interesting story yeah i love heavy things oh (laughs) Oh my gosh it gets the story gets so heavy you like want to cry sometimes oh no alex you're gonna cry yeah so i have a question so jordan i'm a very emotional emotionally reactive person and tears is like a big part of that so i listeners i have watched interstellar so many times um it's my favorite movie of all time and there are three distinct points in that movie that will make me cry every single time i've seen it at least 10 times and i'll still cry every single time i cried when i saw black panther for the first time like it does not take a lot (laughs) for a movie or a tv show to make me cry and so jordan if you thinking on where you've been in the story how many points would you think that I would end up crying at based on the fact that the story can get pretty heavy? Oh man, it, at least three by now. <sighs> Ooh. I am ready to be hurt again. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> going to cry. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh man. Wow, okay. Um. So, who is this game for? I wonder, and this is a question to both of you, um, maybe more so Jordan, because he's played more of it, but, I mean, Alex can speak to that as well, because, well, maybe some speak. people wouldn't be able to get past Yeah, I can speak two. to, like, what kind of people it's not for, okay. based off of the negative things that I've had, but I, I would rather hear the good stuff first, Okay, for the, the people that, that will enjoy it. Oh, gosh. Um, well, first of all, if you like deep story, this has a deep story. Hmm. And it has a lot of growth and it has a lot of emotion. So if you really like stories with a lot of growth and emotion and character development, this is it. Hmm. It's also for people who really like to kind of min-max their... Their characters, mm-hmm. you know, try to strategize and get the best they can, especially if you're the type of person that wants to do hard mode. You're definitely mm-hmm. going to need to be looking out for specific items and min-maxing your characters and making sure your entire party is working together in, like, a synergistic fashion. Mm-hmm. So for those kinds of people, it it'll it'll hit that note for you. It just doesn't hit it very early. Got it, it. You just have to wait. And don't bother grinding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do the side don't... quests and the extra quests, but don't bother grinding the random enemies. Mm-hmm. The blue enemies and the gold enemies are worth fighting because they drop nice loot. Yeah, and I I noticed that as I was playing is like. It was definitely a step up. Like the gameplay was the same, but it definitely felt more meaningful because <laughs> there was there was a reason for it. Yeah, and the music's cool. Music's good. Music's good. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Um, I would say for, I mean, we we've kind of mentioned it already throughout this, but to sum it up, Jordan, you know, said it best. Where if you're looking for an action RPG or something where, you know, every attack that your character is putting out is inputted buy you buy a button press or buy a joystick um you know however you want to do it um this this probably isn't for you um for people that want 
bite-sized games that you're going to be able to get through in 20 hours and enjoy it, you know, straight from there and not have to have that build up. It's not for you. Um, if you like gameplay loops that offer, you know, again, more like variety in your interaction, again, it's probably not for you. Um, just cause it's, it's more based on that, that preparation and building your characters, your inventories and your menus from what, Jordan shared with us. Um, yeah. Would you agree with that, Jordan, about the gameplay loop part? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to think in terms of, like, other games. So, like, I really enjoy Fire Emblem. I really enjoy King- Kingdom Hearts. Two very different, like, one is super ac- action-based, based the other one is super term based like would a pokemon player fire emblem player you know bayonetta player like which type of player do you think this is going to fit in terms of in relation to other games or do you think it's it's too difficult to say yes or no on that um that's it is kind of difficult to put into a category because it's kind of a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have the auto attacks, and then which can be a little bit boring. But as the game progresses, it's a lot more about you. You eventually get the ability to cancel your abilities into other abilities, so it turns into a thing where you wait for your auto attack. Then you cancel the auto attack into an ability. Then you cancel that ability into like a fusion ability. And then you cancel that into something else. And it, it does have a nice rhythm to it. So there's a lot more involvement later there's a on. There's more as involvement game later on. And it turns kind of more into like an action RPG. Just mm. it doesn't start off that way. Mm-hmm. It starts off very low. What's What's the word I'm looking for? Low key, yeah. Low just, engagement. Low engagement. Okay. Yeah, it kind of has a low engagement at the very beginning of the game. I think I think a big problem that I've had after having had this talk with someone who's who's played a lot more um, is really about expectation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to go into this expecting a Kingdom Hearts game, you would hate it. But if you were to go into it, which which is kind of what I was doing, like I thought it was going to be a lot more hands on in that type of game. But you enjoy Fire Emblem, you enjoy Pokemon, and we've talked about how you play Pokemon, right? Like mm-hmm. with your Milo Tick, you love the certain ability and the item that it's holding and its move pool being very specifically built for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And so if you went into it with that mindset, it sounds like you'd enjoy it a lot. Mm. It's all about understanding what you're getting into and understanding that it's going to take time to get to that level of depth but it's the same way with pokemon right like you don't just have those items available from the beginning you have to go find them you have to go catch the pokemon mm-hmm. um and so i guess that's that's where i went wrong is knowing exactly what you're getting into without like spoiling all the good parts about it but it would probably be a good idea to do research on it right watch some youtube videos so See if it's the type of combat you yeah. combat you might enjoy. And I don't know why, I don't know why I expected what I did because I felt like I did a decent amount of research on the game. Because, but 
I didn't watch any videos on it. All of it was like mm. written word. Mm-hmm. And so they talk about, you know, how deep the combat is. And in my mind, that just did translate to Kingdom Hearts or other, you know, really sophisticated combat, like, like Breath of the Wild, right? Where it's like all of what you do in that game is dependent on you. Mm-hmm. But it, I, it just seems like it's a different type of depth. And as long as you understand what it is, then... Yeah, and that okay. depth doesn't come right away. Yeah, it's right. it, it's like digging it yourself, right? Yeah. You get to the surface level, and you just keep going, and it's there. Just don't quit at Chapter 2. If you're playing this game, don't quit at Chapter <laughs> 2, because now I'm kind of upset with myself, because I've spent like a month and a half hating on this game and talking about how it doesn't deserve Game of the Year, how it's overhyped. <laughs> I use the words disappointing, overhyped, and mediocre yeah. to describe this game last week or <laughs> however when it when it was and i was ignorant i'm gonna need to to do some public apologizing to the fandom to to the developers your mother to my mother to nintendo yeah. to to noah himself to jordan <laughs> sorry jordan but yeah now i just want to add that if any of you out there get this game, you're in chapter two, that that part that's just gets a bit too stale, and you decide to quit the game and you just don't want to put the time into it, I also don't think there's any shame in that either. Oh, absolutely. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. If, yeah. if you're not having fun playing a game, there's there's no problem with quitting. Right. Yeah. I think it's just all up to each person. Um, one last question I have for Jordan. Do you think this game is game of the year worthy? Because it was one of the nominations. You know, for me personally, yes. However, I don't think it's going to get it. I think God of War Ragnarok is going to get it. There's a lot of hype around that one. Have you played Elden Ring by chance? I haven't. I know a lot about it. My brother obsesses over it, and he's constantly telling me about it. I've got another friend that is always telling me about it. <laughs> like, like I've got a roommate who the only video game that he's played this year is Elden Ring, and he's played like six playthroughs of it, and he's like, that's why it's Game of the Year, because I, I've played it six times, and I learn new things each time. And so I think at the end of the day, it's between... God of War, Ragnarok, and Elden Ring. Oh yeah, the other I agree. the other four, they don't have a chance. It's one of those two. It's going to be one of those two, absolutely. But okay. I would give Xenoblade Chronicles Three a nice third place. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I haven't even finished it yet. Mm. 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 And and how many hours would you say a regular playthrough would be? Like 40, 60 hours of Xenoblade? Yeah. I'm just barely starting chapter five. Out of six, I believe, and I'm 50 hours into the game. Okay. 60 hours minimum, probably. I think if you were to go really fast, 60, maybe 70 hours. Okay. I believe the chapters take somewhere between 10 and 15 hours each. Well, you will definitely get your money's worth. Right, that... that that 60 bucks I put in, and I bought the DLC. I bought the DLC before <laughs> even starting the game, 
So um So now you have to beat it, right? Because now, now there's I, gonna be there's gonna be new story chapters right? that they're and gonna I, introduce. I feel that like ninety bucks. Ninety bucks is a lot of money. But there's, but it sounds there's, there's like there's gotta it be may enough not content be in there. In vain. There's gotta be enough in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Jordan, I I, I actually have another question for Jordan if that's okay. Yeah. Um So I'm currently playing two other games right now. I started Ori in the Blind Forest. Ooh. Um loving it. Loving it. Such today. a good game. Love um, it. I'm about from from my research about halfway through. Um and I also started another game called Eastward. Did I tell you that I started that this week? You did, yeah. So I started Eastward, but I only had about an hour and a half. So I put about an hour and a half into it and have really been enjoying that as well. Um, Eastward's kind of like a top-down Zelda type, like a 2D Zelda. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's pixel art. It's, it's very good. I've enjoyed it a lot so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but just trying to balance because i want to get all three of these games at least to a point where i could give like a legitimate review on them by the end of the year um that might be a difficult task it's gonna be really hard i honestly (laughs) oh yeah i don't know i don't know um but how is xenoblade the type of game where i can do it in bits and pieces where i'm playing these other two games at the same time or would you recommend for the sake of the game saying like, all right, for the next however long, this is the game I'm bought in and I just keep on going through it. Like, do you think it could be split up that way or does it need to be a streamlined solo experience? Now, if we were talking about Xenoblade 2, hmm. I would say you have to complete that all in one sitting. Like, hmm. <laughs> not not necessarily one sitting, but you'd have to dedicate your time specifically to Xenoblade 2 and not deviate to any other games. Because when you if you take a break that's too long and you get back to Xenoblade 2, man, the combat gets so confusing. That's what that's the problem I had with Xenoblade Did you say 2. You, you forgot how to play the game. I forgot how to play the game. <laughs> and then I was getting defeated by like regular monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. <laughs> Xenoblade 3 does not have that problem. Mm. You can I I personally I bought it in July. I haven't finished it. I put like a couple hours into it every single week. And I balance it with other games, you know, with like, I'm playing Splatoon 3 right now, which mm-hmm. is really fun. Um, I'm playing a lot of board games recently, actually. But yeah, um, I think you can definitely split it up and mm-hmm. play other games alongside it. Hmm. That's good to know, because I honestly think I've had enough in Ori where I could give it ratings and nominations with with what i want to but i haven't given enough to eastward yet i need more on eastward mm-hmm. and it sounds like i need more on xenoblade as well do you think you're gonna be juggling those three games then for the rest well, I mean, of the year it's it's that and legends arceus that's oh for the rest of the year yeah it'll just yeah. be those i i don't think i can take on any other games right now cool okay. well, i want you to text me yeah Definitely. I'm going to be like, I finally got it. I know that point that you were talking about now. I finally understand why Uni is such a good character. Like, yeah. I, That'll be awesome. I'm going to give you That'll updates. Awesome. I'm going to let you know. Cool. Promise me that. I promise. Okay. I 
promise. Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm happy that I have a reason to play this game again. Well, this has been a, a fantastic and very wholesome episode. Um, Jordan, thank you so much thank again for so coming much. on. Oh, and it is it is very nice to have that outside perspective because I've never played the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good to have different opinions and share each other's thoughts and knowledge on it. So, yeah. yeah. I do have to say, I know I promised on the podcast that I'd let you borrow Xenoblade soon since I wasn't planning. I guess that's not it. happening, is it? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But, um. I'm going to need some time. <laughs> I need some time with it. So. Okay. Well, um, here you go, everybody. Please uh, let us know your thoughts. If you've played Xenoblade, um, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it deserves Game of the Year? Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Herschel Podcast. That's spelled H-O-E-C-H-E-R-L Podcast. And go ahead and check us out over there because... While Moroni was not a very active part of today's episode, we do have some photos from our shoot and recording session from today that we're going to go ahead and upload on there. And you can check it out and see a little bit of how this all comes together. Moroni is adorable. You can also email us if you don't have Twitter. And that is herschel.agamingpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us your comments. And we also really, really appreciate reviews. So Spotify, Apple, wherever you're on, whatever you're on, um, give us reviews, let us know your thoughts, how can we improve, and uh, we will talk to you in the next episode. I'll see you then. Love you guys. Bye.